0: Good morning on this March 7th, 2019. As the Lord uh, continues to refine and prune me and make corrections as she does with all of his children. Quick side note question. Are you his child? Is he making corrections? What is he trying to cut out of you as a surgeon cuts out? Well, corrects uh, cancers. If um, if he is not working to remove things that are displacing to him, uh, you, m- I may encourage you to go to 2 Corinthians thirteen five and make sure you're actually in the faith of Jesus Christ. I'm not. That is not saying doubt salvation. It is saying, get him to search you. Another verse is Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24, which we should be doing regularly, anyways, because we are living in this world but not of the world. Uh, and Satan is increasing to prepare his Antichrist for taking the reins of the one world ruler. Okay, kind of a side note. As I go through one of the corrections that God has laid upon my heart is to go back to over some lessons that he taught me over the past several years. And I've just been become so busy, so enamored in the things of this world and the work of this world. The work that God wants us to put first and foremost is not the work of the flesh. It's the work by the Spirit of God. The work uh, the work of you know, knowing him work of prayer um bible study fellowship with the saints we are not christians are never to have fellowship with those of the world we can have friendships obviously to uh point them towards the narrow path of course but we are not to have fellowship and one of the lessons that uh he brought back to mind started bringing to mind um April 9, 2017 was 2 Timothy 3 chapter 3 verses 1 through 5 uh, I'm going to try and be brief out there. I have a lot of notes but I'm not going to try and read all the notes uh, let me read the verse in the New King James Version uh, kind of sitting in a car here but know this that in the last days perilous times will come for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters of proud blasphemers disobedient to parents unthankful unholy unloving forgiving slanders without self-control brutal despisers of good traitors headstrong haughty lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God having a form of godliness but denying its power and from such people turned away that's deep first of all context when you look at when they speak of the last days the last other passages um 1st John is first the writings of 1st John are referred to some of them last days actually began uh when Jesus was returned back to uh his throne in heaven where he sits and rules and reigns um until the time when he comes again. And that time is approaching rapidly. Uh, he. And now we are definitely in the last. The true last days will come. When uh, any Christ gets ready to take the stage. He cannot. Be given that position. He will not be revealed. The Bible is clear on that. Revealed in 2 the Thessalonians. Until the Holy Spirit. Has taken a. Uh, Taken out of the way. Imagine if the Holy Spirit were not here now. We think the world is wicked now. Uh, Be glad that those of us that are truly and genuinely in Christ will not be here. When God pulls, uh, because the Holy Spirit dwells in us and we in Him. When He pulls us out, when He pulls Himself out, He pulls us out with Him. definite authentication but I don't want to get into that one but when we look at, so that's like another last phase. let's just kind of run down through some of these for men first of all there is much foolishness in today's churches now when I use the word churches that is in no way shape or form to mean the true church of Jesus Christ for us that are are in the true church of Jesus Christ. We may stumble with some of these at times, but Jesus picks us up, spanks us, which is chastening, corrects us, dusts us off, and gets us back on the path. We will not fall headlong into these areas. Once we're saved, yeah, we cannot lose our salvation if we're generally saved. We can be deceived into thinking we're saved, Satan is a master deceiver. He's been doing it since the Garden of Eden, way back in the Garden. So he's been doing it for thousands of years. No one's that old. I'm close, but no one's that old. (laughs) Um, So when it says men, that don't just mean the male counterpart. So ladies, do not ever become so prideful, so haughty, so foolish as to think, oh, only us men are doing wrong women are right. That, if you are thinking that, or if teachers that you are listening to say that, flee from them quickly. Because they are of Satan, not of God. It just may mean they just need correction. Prayer, let God correct them. And if they have receptive spirits, then God will correct them and set them back right. So, in many cases, but in this particular context, it's clear um, he's he men man because God created us men first. He created Adam before Eve, and Eve was right behind him. But he already purposed in his heart, the Bible is clear of that back in Genesis. We're both created. In Christ, men and women are equal, however, we do have levels of responsibility. There is an order. God is first above everything, always will be, always has been, and always, uh, he is ultimately in control. He's the one in control. His timing is all that will reign. Um, so that's one of the reasons of that one. I just... press But when lovers of themselves look around this world, look at Facebook, see those that are only want to lift up Jesus Christ and see those that don't want to lift up self. Now, we can always... We will always be tempted to give our opinions and to let others hear our opinions. Brothers and sisters... And I have to fight that urge also. So I am definitely, you know, matter of fact, And I stumble more times with this? I probably got black and blue toes when I stumble. Uh, no, I'm not going to show you my toes. Uh, and You don't want to see my toes. Anyways, um, do not be a lover of self. Do not put yourself first. Uh, watch your quotes. Run them through the Holy Scriptures first. Make sure they're not about self. We to hear that. Politicians are. We are seeing our political leaders that are about that. Those individuals will perish if they don't repent and turn before Almighty God. Lovers of money, that is a major one, especially in this country. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. Not saying money itself, because, yeah. God, we are stewardships. We do not own no money. We do not work for ourselves. We do not work... Uh, when I say do not work for small, that means a business that, like in my case, accounting and taxes, uh, ministry, You, know, it's a, you know, we're not working for self. We're working to bring glory to God. We're working as a stewardship to serve others. If we're just working to keep a big house over us, to keep clothing on ourselves that's not what God says us worth then we are basically we love money we want more if we're just working there is foolishness out there regarding this line here you know lovers of money we can say well we want to help our family we want to help our family? really? is the money truly going to help the family? or is it truly going to maintain a lifestyle? that's Without saying, lovers of money. So beware of that one. And again, every one of these I have stumbled with, and we all will. We will all be tempted. We got the master tempter that is against God, against Jesus Christ, and which means he's against genuine Christians. If Satan is not against you, then you're still his child. If he's not attacking you like a vengeance on a daily basis, then you may, we may not, I'm gonna put we actually. We may not be obeying God the way we're supposed to. God does not care about our sacrifices, He cares about our obedience. That was over in 2nd, uh, 2nd Samuel, I believe. I just read it too. Dang, damn it. Uh, it's written down, but not here. Okay, continue quickly. Bolsters. What do we boast on? Do we boast on? Oh man, the reward I got in work. Oh man, it's just like, I got about so? Man, I mean, it may be good to share that, but if you're giving boast, boasting, Jesus, Paul says in First and Second Corinthians in a couple of places, um, was told by God to write for the Corinthian church as well as for our education, also teaching, also boasting the Lord. That's it. You know, if we get a promotion to work, don't give no boast to ourselves. Give boast in Jesus Christ. That takes a while to learn. Yes, some learn it fast, some have to go through some uh, bricks to get through it I got a brother out there that knows what that term is, two of them actually proud, oh this is a big one in our country, we teach our educational systems teach kids and we got ministers out there that have strayed away from the narrow path, word of God God can bring them back, they can repent I love them dearly Uh, some of them I know obviously most of them I do not uh, they straight, they become proud in the work. They're proud in the ministries. Proud in their positions. We never have authority to become proud. We have nothing to be proud of. We uh, we were all unrighteous before God. If it wasn't for Jesus Christ and His shed blood, then we'd be in hell more likely. Blasphemers. Now we can directly or indirectly blas- blaspheme God. We can do it through our actions. we can do it in the way we uh, serve others when we're we can be serving God and indirectly be blaspheming his name or his holy spirit. Are we listening to the Holy Spirit? Are we letting him be our power? Jesus even told us in john sixteen uh and I think he says it John fourteen also uh does remind us this one blas- this one blaspheme, one sin that is unforgivable and that's blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. He was sent to remind us, to teach us to of Jesus' words. He doesn't speak on himself about himself like Jesus does. What he gets, he gets from the Father, he gets from Jesus. Jesus said he only get got what the Father taught him. They're one. That's one God, not three. So they are pointed toward you know, one another. Its aspects, its characteristics of it. First Corinthians twelve, at the beginning, is the best description of the the Holy Trinity that I've I've seen so far. Other pastors, have a lot more more experienced than you know, God has equipped me so far. Um, disobedient to parents, I don't care what if you got a father in the household or not. Many do not. I don't care what he has done. If we get right ourselves with God, we must forgive, or Jesus won't forgive us. Same thing with our mothers. They many of man. I I know mothers right now that are leading their children down the path of hell, down the broad path, and they don't realize it. I know fathers that are doing that, that are leading them to oh, just make money, move out of the house, you know, you know, do your own thing, be successful out there, you know. man, that's a Satan. You can't line up scripture and do that. As like, but that does not give us the right to disobey them. They are our authority over us. If we can't even do the basics of forgiving our parents and um, obeying them, that's the fifth commandment. That's the right we promise. We won't have a long life if we disobey our parents. So whether you're for those youngins that the dad screwed up and dad's not in the home. Just unforgive you, know, forgive him. Uh, let it go. Give it to God. and Continue praying for him and praise God. God still allowed him to be half of that equation that brought you into this world. Wow! I need to think of that one on myself. Uh, I'm thankful. Be thankful for everything. So many of us today are not so many today, I well, even us a little bit, we're only thankful when God gives us good things, when God gives us material things, God gives us a promote, God gives us a big money, God gives us that, I said, but are we thankful when he removes something, are we thankful when he removes something that's become an idol or become an idol if he separates us, now I'm not saying divorce or marriage, be very careful, we be thankful for that one. God may not be telling somebody to come out of a struggling marriage. He may want you to submit to him and surrender and start praying for the other spouse to say, Lord, restore love. Restore this love. Restore the marriage. Lord, say if the other party needs saving, I'm not going after wives or husbands. I'm going after both. If we make if any marriage out there, it's set before God, whether we acknowledge God or not. Because God is the institution of true man and woman marriage. That one's gonna get attacked. Um unholy. Woo! And people, you yeah, know, we are, now we are not gonna be holy like God, but we are commanded in, I believe, First Peter, to be holy as he is holy, to strive for it. Uh, I can't even count. The number of times I've stumbled on that one. Woo! Has everything out of my mouth been holy and pure? Oh, heck not. Do I grieve over it? I still grieve over it. Satan is good at digging through the trash and saying, what's up? I have to go to the Lord weeping in tears. to say, And the Lord has to remind me, you've confessed it, you've repented it. I put it as far as the east is. The transgression is the far as the east is from the rest. Walk it out. And I walk away praying and thankful. Anything that I haven't yet repented of. He reminds it to me. And I give it up. And My desire is to give it up instantly. So yes. We are to be holy. If somebody said to us saying. What do you think you better here? We're holy. You should say. I'm not holy apart from Jesus Christ. Should be one of our main response. So if we're saying. No I'm not holy. We may have just blasphemed God. Ponder that one a while. Unloving. <laughs> what is love though? If you're seeing a co-worker. A boss. Practicing opening sin. Walking on the path. And you're not loving enough. To go to that person. One on one. Alone. Not in a group. We should never call one out in the group. I've seen... I've done it... When I was a... Boss... A leader... And I've gotten chasing for it... Slapped around by the Lord for it... For correction... I use that term... Slapped around... But he's... He's not a mean guy... Uh... However... Then we're really not loving somebody. So we say... Oh, we love it like God... God does n- not love us in the sense where... Um... He'll let us go down the wrong path... True love will go to somebody, whether they're a believer or non-believer Now it's hard to go to an unbeliever, because they're more likely not going to receive us. Unless we've gone there prayerfully, we don't go in there attacking, we go there tell them, you're committing sex outside of marriage, you're dressing like a whore, Bible calls it a harlot. Brothers and sisters, get up your Strong's Bible dictionary, The word harlot, when God brings up harlotry, and men and women can do it. We're basically a prostitute, a whore, a slut. Hardcore. I am not, yes, I'm getting angry and upset about it because it ticks me off when people say, oh, God's a loving God, he tolerates. He he will let everybody into heaven. That's the biggest demonic lie. I do not like false teachers near this guy. I can't stand it. Do I always react uh, correctly against him? No. No upset on that one unforgiving enough said on that one that's never been touched about slanders it's so easy to want to slander when we're attacked it's so easy to come back on that be careful admit your mistakes publicly often I make a lot of mistakes I've made a lot of mistakes every day there's not a job in the world that I have made mistakes there's not ministry opportunities there's not a work of the Lord when I screwed up there wasn't times in that classroom for sixth graders there wasn't time in the passage at central when I didn't screw up there wasn't time at camp uh, those five blessed seasons when I didn't screw up I make a lot of mistakes there wasn't time on um, an ORC that I've been making a lot of mistakes out there' so it's like, but I will and I do have we accidentally slandered? A um, later other? Yeah Unfortunately that's the human side The fleshy side of us That likes to kick in on occasion uh, The thing about Have you repented of it and confessed If you've given it to God But if we practice it If we do it on a regular basis If we slander others Before other people If we talk bad about another person We're slandering And we're actually sinning against God I'm not even going to say sue somebody as slain slander as you. I'm just saying give it to God. Give that person up to God. Vengeance is his. That's it. It is a hard one. Once we learn that, the more we do it, the more we practice what Jesus tells us to do, uh, the easier it will become for us. The more the devil say, Well, I can't get at him that way. Let's try another way. Uh, without self-control. <laughs> I've seen this trait. I've seen this when when the Bible says about... Look at the uh, sliver that's in somebody's eye out there, you know, when we have our own logs. That don't mean we can't see the slivers in other people's eye. I think I used the wrong word, but, yeah, all go on the passage. Having a log in our eye does not mean we can't see a sliver in somebody else's eye. The passage is clearly speaking that we can't help somebody take that sliver out until we get the log out of our own. I was talking to a brother last night out there. It's just like it's kind of chemical but it actually makes sense when you think about it. It's just like it it appears you may have this sliver. Sometimes God will use, matter of fact, God will almost every time use another brother, another sister, another person to point out when we got something in our life that doesn't belong there but he may not be able to use us to get it out. Um, and because he's Working to pull logs out of us We all have A log or logs In our eyes We all have something We all have a stronghold in our lives As Second Corinthians 10 says That God is working to pull that out He's going to get it out uh, He's going to get our hands Loose enough to get it off of it uh, My suggestion Is what i've done on some things is listen you let your hands be open and raised up to him and let him take it out he's not trying to kill us he's trying to make us more like him now if i get that now if somebody can help me you know stay on that path and let him do it walk alongside me in christ I'm receptive to whoever God wants to send. Uh, Brutal. That kind of goes along with self-control, in my opinion. Despisers of good. Be careful with the word good. When we call somebody a good person, that's the biggest insult, biblical insult, we can tell to somebody. The Bible even says in Romans chapter 3, none is good, none is righteous, but God. Period. Even Jesus himself, when they called him good, and he is good in the sense that he is God. He always was. He was still Godhead. He was fully God and fully in human form. But he was still 100% God at the same time. And he still is God. Those that teach otherwise, he did not lay down his deity. He chose not to access it because he had to go to the cross as the Lamb of God. But the next time he comes to earth, not Lamb of God. He's coming as the Lion of the tribe of Judah to finish the judgment. For those that reject him, I don't know where that came from. Actually, traitors. <laughs> it ain't all about political traitors. I'm, you know, uh, patriotism, patriotic traitors. Are we against them each other? Are we thinking so is headstrong? That kind of. To me, that goes along with uh And Halty kind of goes along. Well, Halty can go along with a. Uh, harlotry, basically, how you dress yourself, are you, I've recently seen somebody that claims to be a Christian, I'm not saying the person is not, it happens to be a female, Uh, lately she's putting so much paint on her eyes, makeups. we don't need it, well I need a lot to make myself, you know, I'm just uh, downright physically ugly, you know, but that's just me, I tell you, it's just like... It's the inside that guy is making beauty. These outsides are gonna fade. But those that put so much paint and perfume on, you're a slut. You're a harlot. Same thing with the guys. You don't need a lot of, you know, I do suggest underarm deodorant out there. You. You're on public, please do it now. But when you use too much, um, who are you trying to impress? For the men? Guys! What lady are you trying to impress? If you want a lady like you because of that, you're being a whore yourself, ladies. If you're trying to get other people to notice your external appearance, you're a slut. You're drunk. You're like a harlot, as the Bible calls it. You're slapping God in the face. That's like a lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. God designed sex for marriage only, Perry. That does not mean marriage has to be a big ceremony. That's not an even a scripture. That's not a lesson for another time. Um, we are seeing that publicly all around us every single day. People just want to have a boyfriend. People just want to have a girlfriend. But it's like they want to get physical pleasures. Wait until marriage and watch God out of that. Watch how the testimony of Jesus Christ. God will make that. Watch how he will use that to encourage other young people to say, You know what? I don't care what my stinking peers say because I'm still a virgin. I'm going to wait until God's timing. Grow in the Lord. Use the time to grow in the Lord. Pray. Seek his face above all else which we should be doing every single day if our job is keeping us from that, if our family is keeping us from that, if our ministry is keeping us from that, then those things are not from God. Put let God put the order back him first. Okay, I just got checked. Dang brick. Thank you Lord for the brick. Having a form of godliness but denying his power. And um that's basically religion. Church, it hides stuff. It thinks it does. It paints the outside. It helps people look good on the outside. It's an appearance of stuff. Even a fancy building, uh, which Matthew 24, the disciples were telling Jesus, look at these awesome temple buildings. What well, Jesus say, not one of them is going to stand. You can look at the book of Revelation. It's all. This whole earth is passing away. Nothing no political leader can do or will do will save this, this form of earth. It's going to be burnt up and the roundness of it, obviously, will be redone. There will be a new earth and a new heaven one day. That's what we need to be longing for as Christians. That's what we need to decide. Watch the form of that. The Holy Spirit is the power So many people They say the Holy Spirit is in us However Are we listening to His promptings Are we listening to His correctings Uh, Are we practicing that discipline Notice I say practicing That means we're going to mess up As I said Confessed Repentant I mess up every single day I've made bad decisions Because I didn't fully Listen But, when God takes us out of one situation, tells us to take us out of a situation, sometimes He has to pull us out. Because we didn't obey. When if God tells us to come out of an area, be separate, it says it's time to depart. We better depart. Look what... Oh, my man, it's coming to mind. God sent the two angels... To Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, and, and yeah, Abraham's prayer to say, "Remember my nephew Lot, um, to pull him out." Uh, he was concerned with his family uh, member uh, in his family. God, God told him through those angels to come out of there. He's going to destroy the city. He tried to negotiate. Lot tried to negotiate. He obviously was wealthy. Actually, we know he was wealthy. The Bible says that clear yeah uh, was sent. His wife was sent. His wife perished. His wife's in hell right now. Her soul's in hell, not getting out, because uh, she loved this one more. Lot's daughters aired up. That's another lesson, another time. Uh, they ended up grabbing him by the hand and snatching him out, pulling him away, because they didn't willingly leave. When God loves us enough to get us out of a situation that's destroying us. Um, sometimes he will do that. He'll grab us by the spiritual hand. And walk us out. Our hand should always be in his anyways. It's not our, it's not his hand. That get becomes weak. And lets go. It's usually our hand. Let's him go. Picture a. Uh, our hand is touching his arm. And his hand is touching our arm. It's hard to pick, visualize. Unless you've seen it. Uh, th- this says words. Uh. That's almost the way we should be. That's the way a brother should have a brother and a sister should have a sister. If we are not um, trusting in Jesus Christ above all else, we can lead people straight. There are so, remember the 12 disciples, one was Judas Iscariot, that were in the boat in the middle of a storm. Jesus was walking on the water, and when they finally recognized it was him, Peter was the only one. That had faith to step out of the boat. Well, now he took his eyes off the Lord and put it back on the storm, which we all have a tendency of doing. However, if Jesus is telling us, go ahead, come out. He wants us to come out. The eleven wanted that safe place. Uh, they wanted the safety of the boat. They were scared of the storm. Brothers and sisters, we got storms all the way. Do not, so take this warning when you see these indications in us when the Lord shows it to us, turn back toward the Lord, which is repentant with confession, humble heart that says lord i'm fall- I feel I'm falling into this area, whichever offending lays and convicting you, just confess it. We have an advocate Christians have an advocate in heaven before the Father every single day. Jesus is Lord and Savior, just call upon his name and be saved." Romans 10.9 says, Confess with your mouth and believe with your heart. The heart is not just the inner organ that can have an open heart surgery or a pacemaker. That heart means cardia. K-A-R-D-I-A means the the seat of our emotional well-being, our entire being. That's what it means. Ministers, brother ministers in the Lord, go back to teaching that. Do not let your people that God has allowed you to have To walk according to the ways of this world, period. You will be judged higher than that. Anything the Lord put everything the Lord put upon my heart to bring to them guys who are still love dealing this day during that time, that season, my life. I had to make sure. I received the lesson he was giving to me. And I spoke it as he was giving me the utterance to them. Exactly what God said. Once God equips us to train up other people. We are doubly accountable before God. And I'm not doing that to scare it away. I think I'm being scared away. Uh, It is a fearful thing. It's a fearful thing. We want to fear God. So... Side is so I just long, so yeah. Do not fall for that. When you see people like that, the Bible says, when "Such people turn away, turn away." But don't continue to. You know, he wants us to continue to pray for. He wants to, wants them to repent. He wants them to turn to Him. He wants them to receive Him as Lord and Savior. He wants them to become our brothers and sisters in Christ and His brothers and sisters of Christ in Christ Jesus. You know, we stop praying for them, but we cannot stay around them any longer. We can be a witness only to so long, but if they keep rejecting, rejecting, rejecting him, they're gonna, they're not, we're not gonna pull them towards God. They're gonna pull us away into darkness. They're gonna pull them further away. God will, we will either obey God to step out or God will pull us out. One or the other. I've been pulled out and I've stepped out. Both of it's scary. To step out of a boat on the water. By the way, I haven't been physically led to uh, walk on water yet, doctor. I would probably be like the uh, 11 disciples that stayed in the boat. But uh, I can't say either way. (laughs) I don't want to have that testing of the Lord come on me on that one. But anyways, so what is the Lord speaking to you today? Is he telling you to... uh, turn away from such people? Is He telling you it's time to go? Is He saying I'm closing this door? Step out. Don't look at your circumstances. Don't look at the debt that you have accumulated because you didn't listen to Him. Don't look at that stuff. If He's telling you to do it seek Him in prayer. 100%. Lord let's pray. Father God I thank you Lord for your word. I thank you for your holy scriptures Father God. I pray that you will encourage Continue to keep me in your faith. Keep me in your hand, Father God. I pray that your hand will continue to be upon each and every one of these brothers and sisters, Lord. May I decrease so that you may increase, Father God. I pray for spiritual wisdom and understanding that they may know you and grow in your wisdom and knowledge and to know your will, to walk in you, Father God, walk with you and in you Christ Jesus each and every day. I pray for those that are stumbling that they're falling for that. They're committing these sins Father God. I pray Father God that they recognize you Lord Jesus to, to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ I pray Father God that you will use this to save as many people as you are softening their hearts and their souls toward you in Jesus name. Amen Love y'all